Hello, bad evening, and welcome to the Gunnerstown pub, which I'm sure is going to be a cheerful place for the next few minutes. Uh, we're going to try and keep this short today. Um, I don't see any reason for dragging it out any longer than it's been drug out already. Um, but it's great to have um, some guests here with me tonight. Um, in your top right-hand corner in the black screen, we've got Andy Guna South. Hello, Andy. Hi, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> I think that's a rhetorical question, right? Yeah. <laughs> and in the bottom left corner, wearing the clock in t-shirt, uh, we've got Gav at She War. How are you, Gav? Hi. <laughs> also rhetorical. And smiling in the bottom right-hand corner, we've got uh, Dave Seeger. Dave, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, very well. So what's everyone drinking in the pub? Um, I've got gin. I wish it had a little bit of cyanide in probably take the pain away. <laughs> Andy, what do you got going? I've got a glass of red wine now, I've just poured it out. A big one. Very classy. Very classy, yeah. Gav. Uh, my midweek, Foster's. Okay. Dave's got coffee. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much alcohol in the house. I'm a pub drinker. <laughs> right, yeah, and that's sadly, um, we're a virtual pub, so just drink some virtual alcohol tonight. Uh, that wasn't fun. Um, let's start with you, Dave. Um, do you want to give us your hot take? Oh, <laughs> hot take, hot take. Um, well, I mean, I, you can't put your finger on it, but it's, it, the hot take is the same as it's been all season. We, we don't, we don't seem to have any urgency in the first half of games and you can sort of get by for so long coming alive in the second half, but in the biggest game of the season, by some distance, you'd expect to show urgency from minute one. Not, you know, throwing everything in the kitchen sink, because obviously they're a good side, but just lack of forward momentum, lack of urgency. Two passes instead of one all the time. You know, a sideways pass before a forward pass. Just lack of urgency. And and even when we did, you know, start doing, doing it a bit better at the beginning of the second half, it didn't last. Um, you know, just inexplicable. Right. Um, Gav? Uh, I don't know. I mean, see, I wasn't too concerned about the fact that we went in at half time with a clean sheet because if we had, you know, as Dave said, thrown the kitchen sink at it and got hit on the break and we needed two in the second half, then it would have been next to impossible. So I weren't too disheartened at half time, but to, to narrow it all down and to be as basic as I can, we're just fucking shit. <laughs> we we can be. I mean, not, I mean, we we we'll get that basic. We've got too many. I mean, there's only three players that I actually would three, maybe four players. I'd actually care if I ever saw wearing an Arsenal shirt again. Okay, well, I'm um, sure we're, we're sure we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let's let's not get too carried away. Uh, save save some for um, save some for Andy. You've eaten all the meat off the bone there, Gav. Andy, what's oh, your hot take? <laughs> my take is that. If this is the process that I'm watching, I've been asked to, to go along with for, for this season. It's not for me, but I alluded to the fact that I watched a game earlier. We are too defensive-minded and we're too interested in keeping the ball. I understand modern football. I do get that. This isn't for me. It doesn't work for Arsenal because I just think it just doesn't work. <coughs> they hold the ball too long. There's no forward momentum, as Dave said earlier. It's not quick enough. 
and it, it, I don't want to drag it out, but the process ain't working for me. Yeah, um, I think I think it's a good point. I, I'd, I'd say my hot take is that our game management um, from our coach and our game management from our players just um, seems to suck. We, we attack everything upside down. We squeeze ourselves through a smaller and smaller hole, you know, make it harder and harder to achieve the little thing that we do have to achieve. Like Dave says, you know, if you're going to get off to a slow start and then try and throw the kitchen sink at the, at the other team and an extra time, you know, you're fighting a losing battle. You should throw the kitchen sink in the first five minutes and then and then cruise yeah. the rest well, of the way. Throw, we didn't even throw the kitchen no, sink. In we didn't, minute. did we? Yeah. They were the better side in the last 10 minutes, which is which is phenomenally depressing. Uh, and I mm. have to say, you know, much as he, you know, he wasn't affecting the game all the way through, there was no need to take a Bamiang off. He wasn't tired. You know, there was absolutely no need at all to take him off the pitch. And he hit the post him. twice, right? Well, he took him straight off after he nearly scored. Um, yeah, astonishing. I think the other thing is, like, like as as, as uh, we were just saying there, we've got to get the ball forward quicker. We've got so many fast, pacey attacking players, and they're playing with the ball. We don't want we want them on the end of the ball. We don't want them part of the build up all the time. You know, Pepe's part of the build up all the time. Gabriel, when Gabby came on, he was so out on the left in our own half. You know, we want these players running behind. We want a Bamiyang running behind. I mean, he's, he's not as fast as he was two years ago, but he's still faster than most defenders. And we, we probably played balls over the top three or four times, and they were only diagonals. They weren't, you know, through balls or, or balls over the top centrally. When you've got players like that, you you have to play those balls. You know, we're, not, we're just yeah. not playing them. And that's the yeah. thing I was saying earlier, Dave. I was, sorry, I was saying that when I played, you, the manager will shout, you play the way you're facing. So if you get the ball, if you, you've got to score any other goal, so you play the way you're facing. If you look at our players, they play with their back to the opposition goal. So their first fault, their first touch, their first momentum is either sideways or backwards. And as Dave just said, ping the ball forward. Martinelli wants to go forward. Pepe made his name going forward, looking forward. We don't play that way. That's that it. Yeah, some of that came out a little bit uh, R2D2 <laughs> for my liking, but I think I get the gist. Um, Gav, <laughs> Gav, did you um, did you think that, um, I don't know, was, was there an issue with the way that we lined up? I mean, it felt like we had a, we had the team on the pitch that should have been able to do the deed, right? Yeah, um, no, yeah, we did. I mean, that bodyguard had an absolute stinker. I don't know how he stayed on the pitch. I would have pulled him at half-time. I thought he was absolutely dreadful. Partey, Jesus Christ. I mean, I was saying before the game, if they played Cochrane, we're going to win. But I would have swapped Cochrane for Partey after that performance. It was absolutely dreadful, Partey. All game, missing passes, getting caught with a ball. I mean, I don't understand, you know... What, what he was doing half the time. And it was just a mixture of, unfortunately, too many players just playing badly. And that's whether you, you can break it down and we can all be smart and talk about coaching and positions and formation. But when you've got too many players on the pitch that just simply are not good enough for that level and are not good enough at Arsenal level, then shit like this is going to happen and it's going to continue to happen. Do you think, though, yeah, Gav? I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I think a lot of those oh, players are good enough for Arsenal. I just don't think they're being coached properly. 
We've, yeah, we've, we've, just got out by, we've just got knocked out by a Villarreal. And, I mean, you can't tell me that Party had a good game tonight. You can't no, tell me that... No, but he's doing the job of two men, Gav. He's, you can't tell me that had a good game he's tonight. Doing it. No, he didn't. And he's doing... And I think they did it in commentary. They were giving him the ball. They played 4-4-2. You've got Odegaard who's going, who wants to go for so his position in his... A little bit further forward. You've got Smith Rowe who wants to get the ball either wide. Part is in the middle getting the ball. He's got two or three players around him. That's coaching for me. That's that might have had, you know, this is for, I'm going to give him a little bit of thing. This is first season, but that's coaching. If you can't pick that up as a manager and go, and listen, you'll never hear me say this often. We missed uh, Xhaka tonight. Because Xhaka mm, would have yeah. filled in the little gaps between where Party was getting the ball and getting caught. Xhaka would have been in there. I felt sorry for the kid tonight. I felt he was... Well, I don't know. I thought he was even, even, when you even when you weren't pressing, the what, ball would be wide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, one, one second. I think Dave had a point there that, um, that I don't no, want to just, uh, the, the, I'm just, uh, I'm sort of agreeing with Andy, but Gav, Gav you are completely wrong. I'm sorry, mate. It, it, it wasn't, it, you're saying it's nothing to do with tactics. It was absolutely everything to do with tactics, as, as, as Andy said. You know, if you're leaving a very good player, however good he is, in an isolated position, in a formation that we haven't played on one single occasion this season, we haven't played 4-1-4-1. In our biggest game, he selected a team just because of Shaka's injury. He could have easily left, left, put Saka a left back and put El Nenny in midfield and played the same 4-2-3-1 we played all season and the party wouldn't have been on his own. But he chose not to do that. He chose to leave party on his own and play Odegaard and smith Rowe in the middle. It didn't work. Party was doing the job of two men. And yes, it made him look bad, but that was all about tactics. All yeah, I about agree. Tactics. I agree with that. I, I kind of agree. Um, I feel like um, with the way the team was lined out, um, Sorry, I, I I just, I'm, just, I'm just watching replays of party giving the ball away when he worked. Yeah, no, Gav. Yeah, but what you're trying to say is that. Well, I think what Dave's trying to say is it's not because party's a shit player, it's because he was put in a position where his responsibilities, he's trying to do too many. You've got, you've got to be honest. Party had it, like I say, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it, party had a shit game tonight. You can't tell me party played well. If you There's can, a difference between saying party had a shit game and party's a shit player. Okay, Gav, you made your point. Um, but I think there's a difference between saying party is a shit player and party had a shit game. And he might have had a shit game because of... Um, well, know, that's, the I said that's that he's a shit player. I said he had a shit game tonight. Okay. Um, I mean, the, majority, the majority of them had a shit game tonight. I mean, we've, I mean we, we had like, what? We hit, okay, yeah, I mean, like the positives, we hit the post twice. Right, but the negatives are we looked very limp going forwards. Yeah, you know I mean, and Zaka looked laboured like yeah. to the ground. Do you know what I mean? We there was just no real enthusiasm or energy. I mean, they would not have got away with that performance if there were sixty thousand people in the ground screaming them on. If that performance would not have happened, because they would have got a little bit of extra energy from the crowd basically screaming at them for ninety minutes. So, but like mm. I say, but. The issue is, is really, it was just tonight, there was just too many players that were actually underperforming by miles. Yeah. Actually yeah. by miles. No, I, I think I think that's true. I think my overall perception was that it was, you could tell, and I've said this before on the podcast, is you can kind of tell what the outcome of the game is going to be by the energy and the, and the way that we attack the first five, ten minutes. 
And when mm. we slow into games, it's a death by a thousand cuts. Every pass is, is clung onto a second longer than it needs to be. Like Dave said, there's two or three touches where there only needs to be one. Um, there's no incisiveness. Um, Andy mentioned something off screen before we started to say that he doesn't think that he's seen an Arsenal team that plays as much of the game with its back to goal as this one does. And I think that's a fair point. Andy, have you got something you know, that you want to expand on that? Or? Well, I, just, and I, I think I made the point earlier that when I played football, you played the way you faced. It's just a simple... So you get the ball and you look up and somebody's running forward. You go, well, I, I can put them in there. We don't do that. It goes from side to side to side, and then it will go back, and then they'll try and ping one forward. But by this time, the players, again, have all got back into their positions. They're looking for the ball, so they're facing away from the goal they're going to. That's coaching for me, sorry. Uh, you know. Even more so when you coaching. know how organised how organized Emery was going to have them, because they knew, you know, whatever Emery's faults the players know what to do when they haven't got the ball. They did it. They did when he was at Arsenal. You know, Mustafi, Mustafi said that in the first few months. We, the difference is between Emery and Wenger is we all know what to do when we haven't got the ball. And that was obvious with Villa out. And every time we were slow, it gave them a chance to get back into their positions. And they're very good at it. So he's yeah. out-coached him tonight, Dave, hasn't he? No, totally. To yeah, I mean, a, um, not just the market, but that, Sorry, go on. I said a lot of people have out-coached him this season. Yeah, and I think that is has become obvious. And I think he's, I think Emery realised he knew his game plan tonight. I'm not sure Arteta did, if I'm honest. Well, I'm going to take a couple of seconds here just to go through some of the comments because, um, you know, as it always is when we when we've had a shit result, <laughs> our Arsenal fans have got lots of opinions to share, and I'm just trying to <laughs> go through the ones that are basically fuck, 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 shit, 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 we're shit, we're shit, we're shit. Because um, there's some decent um, uh, comments here. I think the overriding one, and I think we're going to have to discuss this at some point, is the Arteta, Arteta out um, thing. But here's, here's one. Um, the biggest game in, two, in a few seasons, there was no passion, no desire, no will, no drive. It was easy for Villarreal, and they fully deserved to go through for me over two legs. Arte made, Arteta made some shocking choices, and for me, this defeat lays at his, and this defeat lays at his feet. Um, Absolutely shocking, sad to be an Arsenal fan recently. Arteta is clueless. Over two legs, we only score a penalty. Um, but here's one. Let's let's touch on this for a little bit. Um, no European football might be a blessing in disguise. Let's revenue coming in might tempt the owners to sell, clutching at straws. I know. I like this. <laughs> I like this comment because it's almost like something positive coming out of it. When actually, it's really fucking negative. We don't we have European football. We have no money. We've got crappy owners. To be honest with you, we've seen Leicester thrive without European football in recent seasons. We Chelsea win the league without European football. It's not a ridiculous comment. The only mm -hmm. question is whether we're still big enough to attract good players without European football. And yes, of course we are, because we're the Arsenal. The question is not whether we can attract big players. The question is whether that coach is the player, the manager that is going to attract good players. I thought he was. He certainly has attracted good players. Him and Edu, as a combined package, loving the club, seem quite compelling. Um, I... You know, whether players will still feel that after the way we've fallen away this season is is a tough one to call. <laughs> um, process. Uh, Gab, do you have thoughts on being out of Europe? Is there is there a positive uh, spin in this? Do we well, finally yeah. not get... Sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, the positive spin is that 
there's less games next next season, so our younger players can hopefully be more, you know, be fitter. The fact that whoever is the coach or manager will have to play a first team for the FA Cup, which is one of my biggest gripes this season that we rested players for the FA Cup and went out stupidly. Uh, and yeah, so I mean uh, that that. Is the only spin. I mean, yeah, it would be nice if the Cronkies, you know, left us and we had a uh, open, honest, transparent uh, owners who actually want the best for our club. But like I say, you know, you can't force billionaires to sell things they don't want to sell. Do you know what I mean? Right. You know, I think um, Arsenal as a club have dodged so many bullets by kind of last minute, last gasp, you know, um, silverware like an FA Cup here, put a bandage on, you know, a couple of, you know, on Wenger's last few years and had him stick around longer than maybe he should have. It's kind of, you know, it, it's happened a few times. Tonight, I thought it might, you know, in which case we would have just saved the pain for next week when Manchester United would probably have run circles around us. But that didn't happen this time. Andy, do you think, do you think that, you know, finally, you know, not, not scraping through um, with the last gasp, um, uh, silverware or, you know, a, a Band-Aid on, on a gaping wound. Do you think this is maybe good for the club in the, wrong, in the long run? I, I don't actually know, Paul. I no. actually really, really fear for the way the way this club is going. And I, I, I look upstairs, I look at the fan base. I've never known in all my years of going a, a divided football club as it is now so the fact that we're now we've not got no european football i mean you can nick positives out of it if you want you can say that yes if you give the youngsters will have to play you'll have to do a full squad for the fa cup i actually for the first time in my life fear for the direction this club's going and i just it doesn't bode well for me mate if i'm honest i'm 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 a bit cautious as to the football side of it because i think i can just a little bit out of his depth, if I'm honest. But as for the rest of it, uh, the football, the football worlds are changing, I think, um, and it's not for me. Hmm. Okay, so I think that the the big white elephant in the room is is whether Arteta should um, should be allowed to continue. Whether it's time to not trust the process anymore, Dave. Um, um, no, I, I I I've been fully back backing him all season. Yeah, I loved him as a player. I love him as a man. Um, I got to my Emery moment at Sheffield United away last week with Arteta. So, um, yeah, no, I, 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 after that away performance last week and the selection and the substitutions, I, 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 uh, I drew a line under it. So I don't think he will uh, be got rid of, but I wouldn't be unhappy. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. Uh, but yeah, last week I'm, I'm there with Arteta. I'm, I'm beyond. Beyond uh, worrying about it now. If he goes, he goes, and I, I won't be upset. Gav? Well, like I say, that if if that's the case, like I say, there's, we had a bulk of players that eventually got Wenger the sack, who then eventually got Emery the sack. And if you look at tonight's game, <clears throat> this is going to sound really terrible, right? But if you look at the players that actually had a decent game today, it was Smith Rowe, Saka, Holding, 
Tierney and and even Bellerin, right? Apart from them, I can't really name anybody that had a decent game tonight. So, what are the rest of them doing? Oh, okay, Mari. Mari done all right as well. Leno didn't let in a goal. Yeah, right. But the rest of the 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 attacking players and the midfielders was just done nothing for me. So, I do think that there's still a few players that we've got in the squad that just aren't hungry enough. And the position we're in as a club at the moment, and we've got a young, hungry manager who's, you know, this time, you know, not even a year ago, won us the FA Cup. And he needs to get, like I say, we've, we've just got to really sort of look at ourselves and this is where we are. We're a ninth, tenth mid-table team. We've got a build like Leicester have done in the past. We've got a build like West Ham have done in the past. And we've got to get young, hungry players with talent into Arsenal. And it doesn't matter who the coach, manager or whatever his, his name is now. That's where we've got to go from here, especially this summer, especially next year. We've got to be looking at nicking some of the, the best young players from teams like Norwich, from teams like Brighton, from teams like West Brom. That's where we've got to go forwards. Otherwise, we're just going to keep going nowhere. That's that that's that's where I stand with it. And not to say under the, the ownership, you know, we are going nowhere. And it's, there's going to suddenly break a habit of a lifetime and actually put their money in the pocket. Yeah, but there's there is look there, therein does lie the positives. You know, um, you've got Martinelli, Saka, Smith Rowe, oh. just about to extend. You've got all these players: Tierney, uh, Saliba, Gabri Gabriel, um, not Gabby, but Gabriel. These players are all twenty three and under, and all on three or four year contracts now. So, you know, we are in a good position in that sense where we haven't been for many years under the end of Wenger. We've got most of our core of the players we all want to be at the club are on long-term contracts. And whether yeah. you agree with Lotti or not, he is on a long-term contract. So that's a positive. And I agree with Gav, you know, you, you'd be going after Max Aaron, you'd be going after Suma. These are players that if the other top six don't want them, we're a bigger club than that they're at. So these are the players we can sign. If we do want Buendia instead of Odegaard, and by the way, Odegaard, agree with Gav, awful, awful tonight. And in fact, since since he came out from injury, he's just looked off the pace. You know, that that and I don't I certainly wouldn't be spending 35, 40 million in Real Madrid to get him. Oh, no. So there are lots of good players um that we can look at in the in the lower echelons uh or you know or even players uh, from Norwich who are getting promoted or Brentford. There's a lot of good players out there. You know, Chelsea are looking at Ivan Tony. Why you know we're not, but why aren't we? You know so I think Sorry, sorry to cut in on you, Dave, but you're no more than me. Who the striker at Brentford? Eve Antonio. Phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal yeah. season. Absolutely phenomenal season. <laughs> so I go on, I think, Yeah, I think I'm oh, David. But we're, we're still kind of suffering a hangover from, you know, from some of the purchases and some of the weird, crazy deals. You know, I'm talking about the Williams and, and um, you know, having people on loan for two years and just, you know, I think, there are luckily some people that we can get rid of at the end of the season that won't be too difficult. I think there's um, people that we've tried to get rid of this year that are out on loan, I think, that are coming to the end of their contract. I think we're mm -hmm. at a point, luckily, where, 
you know, we can really get rid of a lot of deadwood because they've just come to the end of their contract. They've wound it, you know, they've run it down. And as Dave says, I think if we just do some shrewd, um, you know, purchasing and get young players who who Premier League or Championship proven, you know, that, that um, you know, if we can get those kind of people in and, and use that to build. I think we, we've got youngsters of our own. I don't think we need to bring in new youngsters from other clubs. Let's develop the youngsters that we have, give them a chance and get some kind of mid-twenties, um, semi-experienced. Football's changed, and we can't argue yeah. that, but it's exactly what George Graham did. George Graham brought in the experienced Dixons and Bowles and Smiths to blend with the fantastic youth that came through under Don Howe. Uh, and, and you can't tell me that football has changed that much. You know, that still yeah. can work. We've seen it work. We've seen players be signed from the Championship. And, and you know, I mean, and, you know, don't want to mention Spurs, but, I mean, Deli Alley went from... Two tiers down to, to starring, you know, for England in two years. You know, it can and be Jamie done. Vardy, yeah, yeah. Jamie well. Vardy, you know, there are players out there, and and I think Norwich, you know, Max Aaron's. I would go after him all day, all day. I think he's a fabulous player. So yeah, yeah if you're going to get if you're going to get a young player in, as you just you guys have both said, and then he's first touching the ball, he's facing away from the other goal. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm missing the, the, the thing here, but. It is coaching. You can't have, like Max Aaron's looks up, pins the ball, goes. Lovely. Looks like a decent player. But he's not going to, he's back to goal, get the ball, lay it back to Mario, who's then going to lay it out to Tierney. And Matt. I mean, go to go to your original point, Paul, not for me anymore, Arteta. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the process. I don't see what he's doing. I really don't see some of his tactics and some of his substitutions. And some of his purchases, William, for me, and to continue to play him, I, don't, I just, I think, I, I'd say this to somebody the other day in the, in the, I was sat outside the garden in the, in the pub. I would have done when Wenger went. I would have probably offered the job to someone like Benitez to come in, steady the shit for eighteen months. All right, he's not going to do what you know. He's not going to set the world alight. But these two that have come in since. Emery and um, Arteta now, you know, they're massive jobs. And I, I just, I think it's been beyond both of them. Whereas Benitez would have come in, maybe just steadied it a little bit. Maybe, you know, his tactics couldn't, can't be any worse than Arteta's. Sorry. You can't tell though, can you? You can't tell. Yeah, it was only six months tell. ago. It's only six months ago that all the Arsenal fans who didn't like Arteta were going, oh, we should have got Ancelotti. Ancelotti, Everton spent far more money than Arsenal and they're awful. You know, whereas no one would have wanted David Moyes, and he's then sensational business for West Ham. So, you what just, about Allegri, you know, Dave? Well, I would, yeah, absolutely. But Juventus want him back, and he's not going to choose, you know, Arsenal over you, mate. I mean, I would take Allegri, but oh. as I said a lot of fans, including me, probably would have opted for Ancelotti because of all that experience, like Benitez, as you're saying. And I think I watch Everton, and they're awful, and they've got lots of good players. They've got players I would take. And they're, they're yeah, not that absolutely. good. Absolutely. You know, um, and West Ham, under David Moyes, if you'd asked any, you would have found not one single Arsenal fan who would have wanted David Moyes at the club. And now they're all saying, oh, why can't we do what David Moyes did? You know, it's just ridiculous. You know, you can't. You no, just I understand that. I get that. No, you don't know. But what you do know is that Arsenal was there for 21 years and kind of made the club his own. So mm. I think then to change it with somebody from who didn't really know English football, to come in and then go, well, hang on, you've been doing it this way for 21 years, I'm going to do it this way. 
I'll just it, it hasn't worked, has it? For either of them. Well, whoever, whoever was coming in after Wenger was doomed to fail. There's no way in the yeah. world that anybody was going to last like two years in that role because there was just too much of a rebuild to do. And like I say, it's we're still suffering now, whether you like it or not. We're still paying wages on players that you know are playing for other clubs, uh, which is affecting the amount of wages and the amount of transfers that we can spend at the moment due to deals that were done under Wenger and bloody Gazidis. Yeah, so, but hold up, Gav, as well. Also, yeah, but Williams come in on a three-year deal at 30, whatever he is. That wasn't anything. I mean, that's that's a high rock, yeah. That's not... It was, yeah, no, wanted I mean, him that much, surely. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I don't it's, think it, that that yeah. was... I, I wasn't too happy about that when it happened, but at the same time, you're thinking you're getting, you're getting an experienced player with no transfer fee, and whatever his wages are, they're probably affordable. I think, like I say, that was just a, a case of needs must at the time. It was trying to get a little bit more experience. And whether you like it or not, William has won a lot of trophies. So it was <laughs> trying to get you know, a winning mentality, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it wouldn't bother me if William never played for Arsenal again. Yeah. It wouldn't bother yeah. me at all. But I can understand I, why that transfer was made at, the, at that time, Andy. Yeah. Well, I'm no, 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 sorry. If you're trying to get away from the, the Wenger years of giving... Uh, Older players, big contracts, and and then having having them leave for no money. I mean, would a club not bitten by that? Ramsey and the, just leave. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know how much money he's on, mate. I ain't got a clue. Um, yeah, so well, much, whatever it I, is. I think we kind of touched. <laughs> we kind of touched on the fact that that Arteta inherited has inherited, you know, a squad that that maybe had potential, wasn't you know, wasn't great. Then there were some decisions, some some transfers that were, were made that were curious. I mean, Pepe, our highest, um, you know, highest uh, transfer player, has not proved really to be to be worth that. And when you look into that deal, it seemed strange. There's a few things that Arteta inherited, apart from the the players. Um, he also inherited a, a pandemic um, and a really shitty season. Does that give him? I mean, is that what gave us? Is that what got him kind of a green card for, for for as long as he did? And now it's just enough. We can't give him credit for that anymore. Or does that still count for something? Because there are well, other be clubs, fair, there are big clubs that have suffered. You know, to be I mean, fair, Kopp has Emory's, been underachieving. Emery's already said he didn't want Pepe. He wanted Harper. Yeah. So is that the upstairs that. again saying? And so again, it goes. It all goes back for me to the who's making the decisions to go. I'll tell you what. Let's give a fella. Who's number two? He's never had a big job in his life. Let's let's put him in. And t- to me, it's almost as if they want to be. They want to steal a march on everybody else. He's a great young coach. He's a number two. Let's go with it and let's see what happens. That's not Arsenal. That's yeah. Uh, Allegri should have come in. Uh, for me, he was a, my number one from day one. Should have come in and gone right. What, what's that? But they won't because Alleg, someone like Allegri would come in and go. No, you don't do it that way. No, 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 no. You, you want to buy a plan, you not the player that I want. No, that doesn't work for me, sorry. And that's sadly where I think we find ourselves. I'd like to just address a couple of these um, the comments, basically regarding the Arteta out thing. We've had comments. Um, Shubendra Mikel says, I think Rogers is the man who can take us out of this shit. Um, Everton are above us in the league regarding Ancelotti. Um, Russ Morgan here says... Uh, Chelsea were in our position Christmas time. They got Tuchel and now 
they're in the Champions League final. Um, obviously, Spurs have got rid of um, Mourinho, so he could take his hefty paycheck for failing. Um, the club needs more st- stability than, than anything. Swapping another manager won't help. This is from James Holly. We just need better players. Giving Arteta another season will not make any difference, and he could move up something. Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that is. Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers is another one that I would have taken from Celtic, but I remember saying that at the time, and I, you know, I was like, you're mad, Dave. Why on earth would want somebody failed at Liverpool? And now, of course, they want him. You know, so it's just another example of being wise after the event, isn't it? Yeah, twenty twenty one. I do agree with Andy that it was a, you know, they do seem to be trying to do things on the cheap. Oh goodness! Um, We were going to keep it short tonight, um, so I think I'd like to kind of wind it, wind this up a little bit because, um, you know, we're just going in circles. I think we've got a, we could probably do a whole podcast on who we replace Arteta with and and what the solution is. And and right now, I think we just need to lick our wounds. That's that's the thing. They're not going to replace him. Do you know what I mean? The, the amount of money that it will cost them to replace Arteta after installing him as a manager and giving him a, more money and this, that and the other, it, it's it's not going to happen. They're not, like I say, I've got no, I've got no fears or no anxieties or no, you know, whatever. Look, Arteta will be with us till at least Christmas. So, I mean, if we're if we're ninth or tenth come Christmas, then I think that's time for that. Then he's he's going to go, but they're not going to sack him. So, I mean, I mean, we've I got he's... we've got owners, we've got owners who know nothing about football. So, I mean, we've got owners that can write all they know about football on a stamp. We've got a CEO who's, apart from being a bit of a thief allegedly, with my silver money, you bastard, right? Again, he knows nothing uh, about football, right? We've got a ball that knows nothing about football. It's like I say, that's that's the issue. The issue is starting completely at the top, and you can't, like I say, it's it's ridiculous. You can't run a business by not knowing about the business, and that's where we are at the moment. From that's what they're doing, Gav. To the CEO to the board, so that, that that's where we are. And if we get rid of our somebody else. We've still got people above him who know nothing about football. You've hit the nail yeah, on the head, though, Gav. You've hit the nail on the head. They are running a business as a bit. They don't give a monkeys about the football. The, the Giza Monkey Stadium in America are about 3,000 miles. They don't care about fans. or It's about the dollar. He's not worried. He's not interested in all that. So Arteta is probably the, the perfect man for him. And so is this, you know, to say what his name is, who's running and saying... No, 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 we're self-sufficient. No, 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 don't don't put any money in. We're self-sufficient. We're going to give a 32-year-old 150 grand a week for three years. Surely someone in, in a, as a businessman, Gav, you run a business. If someone come to you and said, well, yeah, I can make you 30 grand a week, but I ain't going to make people that happy, you're going to go, I don't care. Yeah. Is that my right? Yeah, no, I mean, that's... I mean, that, that's Arsenal Football Club 2021. I say it's just a ridiculous state that we're in as a club and you like say you know, if you can say oh we'll put somebody else in I mean I mean em- Emery had a good record 
Do you know what I mean? He had a, he had a, he had a very very decent record, and probably a lot better than every single. Yeah, in fact, he's probably won more trophies than any other manager taken over mm-hmm. Arsenal. George Graham, I don't think he won it. He won promotion and that was about it. Wenger won a couple of bloody uh, egg fried rices out in Japan, right? And moaned that he got conned at Monaco, right? Yeah, I mean, Emery had all of the credentials to be a decent manager. And just nothing, nothing's going to change. I mean, we can can change the managers. I mean, but so we so yeah, the last person yeah, to leave yeah, should yeah, just basically yeah. switch off the lights, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason why I actually like Arteta is the fact that Arteta is giving faith and blood in the young players from our academy. That's the only that's the only sort of okay. shining light that I've got from him at the moment. The fact that that's what he's doing, and with our owners. If I was the manager of Arsenal and I knew that my job was secure for the next two or three years, I'd be playing all the young players. I'd be having, I mean, I'd be bloody Balogun for the next, for the end of the season. The season's over. Get Balogun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, uh, was, the young, the young, the young in the left, middle as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the, young, the young left back fella as well who's Patino. playing at the moment. Yeah. I'll be bloody him. Because. And Charlie Brett. Yeah, yeah, that's the only Um, way we're going to do it because our owners don't understand. If they looked at Chelsea and Man City and looked at the revenue streams of Chelsea and Man City, they would realise that the Chelsea and Man City owners have put a lot of money in, but they've actually seen their revenue streams double, treble, go up five times. Our owners are that stupid and know not that little about British football and English football that they don't realise that when you win things, you earn more money. So you have to speculate to accumulate. Oh. Anyway, I could go on all night. Well, yeah, you could. <laughs> Sounds like you are, you're going <laughs> to anyway. <laughs> um, so, Dave, what do you think we should do for the rest of the season? Is is it is worth, like Gav says, throwing throwing the academy guys and give them some time and, and just... What would you do? Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd certainly give, I mean, if Nketi is going to be sold or, or Lacazette's not going to get a new deal, I would give Balagan some game time. But no, not. I don't think there's any need, need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, I, you know, I think he needs to decide what, what he's back back to, you know, he's going to be. Keeps changing it all the time. Gabriel's in, Mary's in, Holding's in, Louise is back in, Chambers played at the weekend. You know, he's, he's got to make some decisions and stick with it because even though there's a close season, momentum is important. And um, he has got a core of good young players, but some of them are tired. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely room for rotation. Um, but no, I mean, I still want to finish as high as we can in the league. I still want to I still want to beat Chelsea and stop them going in the Champions League. There's lots of things, you know. There's four this, games to be won, and I think we can win all four of them. You know, is there still we... a chance we'd qualify for the European under under conference thing, whatever it is? The Toto Cup. No, I don't think I don't think we want to qualify for that. To be honest. I'd rather finish. So eight. We've got to be we've got to be careful that <laughs> we don't do too well. You know, otherwise we're gonna end up playing in I don't know where. Um, the way we're going, I think we've got a good chance in the Daft Windscreen trophy. <laughs> so just <to> do that <laughs> one. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys have any strong feelings about Daniel Eck and, and this um and this bid? I mean, as a musician, I just gotta say that, you know, when I heard there was a billionaire interesting in, in buying in buying Arsenal, I thought, well, 
you know, is it an oligarch? Is it a sheik? And they're like, no, it's not. It's a billionaire. I was like, is it Bezos? Is it Musk? And they were like, no. I was like, okay, who is it? And like Daniel Ek, I'm like, not Spotify guy, like the guy that's been like stealing money from musicians. You know, he built his entire platform on, on just screwing, screwing the artist. I was like, oh, why does it have to be that guy? Because, you know, you guys have any <laughs> thoughts about, about that? What I do like about it, Paul, is the fact that the thing that Wenger didn't do, he's going to have some legends around him, some people that have done it at the highest level. And I'm always quite surprised when David Seaman said, you know, why he wasn't goalkeeping coach and just people that you'd have around a club that, that maybe, you know, that won everything. Thierry Henry's involved. It's looking at, you know, Burkamp maybe. And I always, I always wondered why Tony Adams wasn't involved at the Arsenal. I'm not saying as a manager, I'm not saying that. But as a, as a, as a defensive like-minded coach or a, and I think that Daniel Ek looks like he's, he's had a few conversations with people that know the club. I'm not sure that Vinay, Vinkashatium or whatever his name is. I don't think he knows the club. So I, I'm quite impressed with that. I just, I'm like Gav, I can't see him selling. I think it's a smart move with Daniel Ek. You know, as a businessman, he knows that if you get, you know, Thierry and Dennis Bergkamp and Vera on, on his side, then the fans will pretty much be on his side. So, you know, I'm just not sure at the end of the day how much of the, of the running of the club I would put in the hands of the Invincibles. You know what I mean? I'm not sure... That, you know, some, of those, some of those guys aren't, aren't even friends. They don't even speak to each other. I think Vieira and Henri aren't even on speaking terms, as far as I'm aware. So I'm not sure how much truth there is in this. I mean, they're not just because they play together doesn't mean they're all best buddies and they all want to work together. Um, right. Or that they could solve Arsenal's problems. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Andy. We, but, you know, we do have Perma de Saka running the academy. We've got Arteta as a club captain, as a coach. I mean, we've got a lot of Arsenal. We had Freddie. We've got Arsenal DNA kind of in there, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I think we're missing the kind of Dave Dean, David Dean kind of person who's got Arsenal in his blood, but knows how to, you know, do the business too and make deals. That's and, why I'd be more interested in Mark Overmars than the three X players. That's kind of, that's kind of where I was leading to. I think, I think, you know, having somebody that's got that experience would probably be more useful was, in the that, long run. That Daniel though, he, he was, he was playing, he's played completely to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, take, I, he's I an opportunist, I, I think. I, mean, I, I, I want to put something in for Arsenal. Uh, who can I get that will make me sound credible? I know I'll offer free Arsenal legends a decent amount of money. And free publicity with Thierry Henry on every talk who's show. That? You know. Who's that? Him, Akil and Lois. But it's not to say it's no, it's I yeah, but there was a downside, Gav, as well. We wanted to bring Wenger back, so for me, I'd I'd be hanging myself in this in the shed. Yeah, no, you couldn't, you couldn't couldn't do that. If if, the what, what I mean, obviously, hindsight's a marvelous thing, but what Wenger should have done was gone upstairs three or four years before he stopped before he eventually got sacked as being a manager. That's what Wenger that's what Wenger should have done. Uh but like I say with you know the horrendous decisions he's Wenger made with transfers and not bringing youth through, etc. Uh and like I say, I mean to go back to what somebody said about Per Mertesacker, from what I've spoke to with you know, journalists in the past on different podcasts who, uh, you know, are German and do specialise in German football. Actually having a German in charge 
of the youth setup is absolutely the best thing to do. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll never remember, never forget it. I was on one. Well, Jens Lehmann's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A madman. And, and also a complete lunatic. But no, yeah. but like I, say, I, was, I was on a podcast. You're a racist, years ago. Yeah, I was, I was on a podcast years ago and I was talking to somebody and they were saying that when the German kids get their first contracts and they get their first big contracts at age 17, 18, they feel embarrassed to go actually go out and buy a new car. So they all go out and buy like second-hand golfs and three or four-year-old cars. And he said the difference between them and the English kids, look, they get their first contract and they're, you know, they're out buying 80 grand motors and stuff like that. He said it's a, it's a mentality that you haven't quite made it yet. And I can see that when I look at Saka and when I look, when I look at Smith Rowe. They're hungry because they know even though they're playing for the Arsenal, they haven't made it yet. They're still hungry. And that's what I like. And that's what hopefully we're going to see more of from the players that are coming through from uh, Howland and Per Mertesacker. Yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged by, you know, the attitude of the, the players coming through the academy. I, you know, I do think that they've, they've rescued our season, you know, just after Christmas and they've kind of been the one thing that's made it worth watching. Like you said, you know, the Sackers and the TNEs, Smith Rose, um, a few of the youngsters coming through, you know, make it, you know, worthwhile still investing in the Arsenal because you know, this, this has a future, you know, there's something that you can cling to. You can have hope in because it's the hope that kills you in the end. But, um, you know, I think, you know, there are some, there's, there are some things that, that we can look forward to. Um, European football's not one of them. <laughs> and the, end that, of the, uh, end of, the end of the season's probably worth looking forward to. That, well, and they're not the driving through Blackwall Tunnel. That's looking. That's worth looking forward to. Uh, the, the, <laughs> bright, the, the bright, the last game of the season, Brighton, when I believe more pubs are going to be more open, and like I say, I'll be 10, very, 000, very surprised. Fans. I'll be very, 10, 000, very, very right. I'll be very, very surprised if. There's not possibly, I mean, let's say that the, the process the other week was probably the one of the, the two biggest I can remember against the board. Uh, mm -hmm. The other one being a, a yeah. BSM protest about 10 years ago. Uh, but like I say, I can feel that the Brighton game will probably be the biggest protest ever at Arsenal over the ownership of the club. So, I think there are big things planned, um, but I, I do think, think anything, that that's... I don't think, I don't think anything has to be planned. Like I, say, I, I think, think there are already, I mean, on different levels. I think there's lots of different levels that we can protest the owners, you know, not just physically on the ground, um, you know, everywhere on, in the media. There's lots of lots of places to hit them, I think. Um, but I do think you're right, Gav. Brighton's going to have a... And especially yeah, no, with the no, results no, tonight, no, I think. I mean, you know, with all due respect to all the overseas fans and anybody who can't go down to the Brighton game, but like I say, I think outside the ground on the Brighton game is going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be rather interesting. I think it's going to be I an think interesting. So. Tonight's probably added some fuel for that fire too. So that's well, not a bad thing. I think. Say, it was. It was yeah, always going to. Yeah, we need to put pressure on the owners. But Gav, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to. I need to go. So. Yeah, let's oh, yeah. let's let's we could go on and on and on about the owners and stuff. And you know, it was a tough night tonight, but I appreciate you guys coming out and um and joining me in the virtual pub. 
Um, with that, I think we're just going to do the play out in the video. So, um, Andy, thanks, thanks for joining us. You don't want to man of the match. Finally, we don't want man. I don't want. I don't want a man of the match. I don't want a highlight, a low light. I thought the referee was going. There you go. The referee was great. <laughs> I liked his blue shirt. It was cool. Um, El, El Nani. El Nani was our best player. El Nani was fantastic. <laughs> Never thought you'd hear me say so that day, did you? Uh, when I saw Willian coming on, I was like, what the fuck is going on with this club? At so left back. Yeah. Anyway, guys, Even thanks then. so much for... Oh, oh, William, didn't know who was actually supposed to be there. Anyway. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a personal match. That Karen, that Karen woman who was commentating on BT was actually better than most of our players. So that Karen, as awful as she is, she can have my match. She can have my personal match. Okay, brilliant. Well, I don't know who you're talking about because we didn't have any Karens on our broadcast. Um, well, anyway, anyway, folks, thanks so much for joining us and for all of you that uh, watched and, and listened and made comments and contributed to tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us in the Gunnerstown pub and we'll see you after the next match. Thanks, everyone. Come on, you Gunners. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Cheers, guys. Yeah.